Hello, and welcome to Solo Cristo, where we search the scriptures to find answers to cultural and biblical questions to help you find confidence in Christ. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Solo Cristo. Why is it so special? Because, ladies and gentlemen, he's back. The one, the only, married William Jerko. New and improved. Give the applause button. Yeah, hit the applause button. Hit the applause button. This is this could be wrong. Nope. Yay, that works too. There it is. That is. Will is back. Oh, the Current call. Him. There's a reason we never use those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are back and we decided it'd be fun um, to finish up the remaining questions we had submitted in the Q&A and it'd also be a fun way for Will to get back into it. Um, so yeah, there's not the rest off. <laughs> there's a ton or we did get a ton of questions, which is super awesome. And we had some over, so some leftover. So here we go. Yeah. Let's just kick it off. You guys oh. have anything to say to, right to start it. it off? No. Question number one. Go for it. Where do you guys stand on spiritual gifts, specifically tongues and prophecy? Are they mm. ever the real deal, or have they ceased to be of use for us? Question for us. Yeah. Specifically to us. Is <clears throat> That's good. Uh, did you want to jump off for me? Either one. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Do, do you have uh, stuff to say right now? Uh, of course. I can say anything. Okay, go for it. You go. Um, where do we stand on... I'm just going to read it. Where do you stand? Where do I stand? Gifts? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to speak for you guys, too. You won't. I'll answer for myself. Where do you guys stand on spiritual gifts? I want to do one at a time because there's a few questions in this. Um, I, I'm not a cessationist. Say that. Um, I would consider myself to be a cautious, continuous, continue, continue, continuationist, continuationalist. Mm-hmm. Um, do yeah, I and a lot of that comes from the improper use of spiritual gifts that we see so much mm-hmm. today, um, and it's so it's so praised and um, publicized, I guess, and. Um, so I guess that's where I would stand on spiritual gifts. We'll do that. Do you want to just bounce back and forth on? Yeah. So you want me to, yeah, I'll go ahead and answer Boom, that part we'll as go. well. We'll um, so my stance on spiritual gifts, um, I absolutely believe that, uh, they're still active today. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and I still believe that God operates, in those ways where he gifts people with specific uh, means, I suppose you would say. Um, but just the same as you, I think that uh, I'm also cautious with a lot of it because I think um, there are a lot of there are a lot of wolves in cheap clothing mm-hmm. um, out there. And, and then there's also people who I think aren't even aware of the fact that they're deceiving people. But yeah. I think maybe they've just convinced themselves that they have specific gifts, right? Yeah. They've convinced themselves that they can prophesy or that they hear the voice of God or that they can heal people, what, what have you. Um, so there's definitely been a lot of abuse um, with spiritual giftings. Um, but overall, I think that doesn't negate the fact that God does still operate um, in those ways. Yeah. Um, 
Yep. For those of you who don't know, the, mm-hmm. there's two schools of thought for this uh, in this topic, and the reason why this question even makes sense, maybe for somebody like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. So there's uh, two sides to this um, topic, I guess. Mm-hmm. You have uh, there are people Christians who believe that the gifts like tongues and prophecy have uh, stopped; they've ceased. Um, after the apostolic age, so after the last apostle died, if I understand yeah. correctly. Yeah. Right, so there's that side, and then there's a side that, um, like us, from what it sounds like, uh, believes that those gifts are still active and used today, which it looks like all three of us um, agree on that, and I'll jump mm-hmm. in on that too. I I also um, agree and believe that those, are, uh, those gifts are um, for us in present time, but I do believe that they are very misused and misrepresented in um, Western Christian yeah. culture here. Yeah, yeah. And we're planning on going, doing a whole episode on this topic uh, yeah. sometime in the future. This may, yeah, well, definitely yeah. a whole series because a lot to this. So mm-hmm. we're not going to go into crazy depth. Well, do you guys want to specifically talk? Let's because they are asking specifically tongues and yeah. prophecy. Yeah. Where I mean, do you guys stand on tongues and prophecy specifically? Um, so specifically tongues. Um, that was the one, that was one where it's like. As a as a kid hanging out with Slavs, um, Pentecostal Slavs, um, you know, most most Slavic families like uh, gather in the evening and pray together. Mm-hmm. I know you guys did that growing up. That wasn't something I was used to, so being introduced to that as a kid was already shocking. Um, to have people like just wailing, crying, and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's funny looking back now. I never knew if people were speaking in tongues it was just all you know a language i didn't understand because it's ukrainian yeah they're ukrainian speaking people yeah Yeah. but um but tongues like so there's glossolalia and xenolalia glossolalia being what i think most people especially in the west associate with tongues um being an unknown language and just that utterance um Mm -hmm. and then xenolalia being like what we see in um, on the day of um, Pentecost, mm-hmm. when the uh, the apostles started speaking and preaching in languages they weren't able to speak Not prior. Their native language. Yeah, so um, actual earthly languages. Yeah. yeah. So that one, it's funny. It's funny because like I don't I don't fully know where I fall on the um, on the glossolalia thing. It's I think it's harder to find exact biblical references to it i know you can i know there's an argument for it and like like bill said we're gonna do a deeper episode into it to talk more about it um but i do know that there are people that i really respect as christians that are very much like yes i have i have prayed in tongues um and are very genuine about it so i it's not something i would be like nope this is 100 percent fake but it's Mm -hmm. it's something i I still don't have much experience with and, and much um, knowledge on. But as far as the other type of tongues, uh, xenolalia, that's, it's interesting because like a lot of people, um, especially we've talked about this before, like in the Slavic community, which is where, and I, the reason I say it is because that's where most of my experience with tongues is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like a, a mark of like spiritual maturity almost or you know mm. being indwelled even with the Holy salvation Spirit. for some people yeah but it's always glossolalia it's never yeah. xenolalia 
which is interesting being an American who did not speak Ukrainian. No one who only spoke Ukrainian but was in very like prominent in speaking in tongues, no one ever you know spoke to me in tongues in that manner as in speaking English, which they didn't speak to me mm-hmm. and so i was I've thought about that a few times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's an interesting point um yeah, I think uh, you know growing up in a Slavic Pentecostal upbringing, there was definitely ways in which. I think the the understanding of tongues was very abused and, and continues to be in that, you know, there's there are select people who believe that it's a sign of salvation, which is the extreme uh, point of view. Yeah. Um, or they'll at least believe that it's like that those who do speak in tongues, they are saved for sure because they're like, well, that's a sign of the Holy Spirit, you know. And, and the more common understanding is that a lot of people believe that... Um, yeah, when you begin speaking in tongues is when you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and are now completely filled by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll kind of have a have that as like a second filling almost, right? So it's like you can be saved and have the Holy Spirit in you affecting your life to some degree, but then you're not fully indwelt by the Holy Spirit until you speak in tongues, which, again, I um, would really push against that. Um, so that's not how I view it. Um, that's not where I stand on it. But I do believe that speaking in tongues still is valid, and it's something that God um, has given to certain believers, but I do not believe that he has given it to every believer. Um, I think it's a gift that he gives, that he chooses people to give it to. Yeah. Um, and same with prophecy. I think that prophecy is also something that he chooses to give to certain mm-hmm. people. Not everyone can prophesy. Um, and that it is a uh, that prophecy now is something that has to be weighed by the church. Yeah. You know, by the community at large of believers determines they take your prophecy and they say, We're gonna weigh this against scripture and against um, you know, what we know to be true and we're gonna determine whether or not this is accurate or not. So that's yeah. where I would stand on those two things. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. Dive more into it here in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the part that's lacking amongst um, charismatic communities that um, do practice like prophesying, um, the testing of the prophesying that goes right. on and the accountability behind that. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Next question here that y'all sent in is going to be someone asked, How do you reconcile the spiritual with the physical in life circumstances? How do you reconcile the spiritual with the physical in life circumstances? It's a little confusing. Um, How do you reconcile <laughs> Lots of the angles you can yeah, go the spiritual at. with the physical? Um, I think I think they have a a lot of correlation. I think what you do in um, I like I guess real life mm-hmm. um, it has an effect on your spiritual say you you okay. you invest time into worldly things that's you're going to reap you know you're going to reap that if you invest time in your real life into spiritual things you're going to reap spiritual mm-hmm. uh, blessings i think in from a easy like from just a simple point of view i think yeah. that's that's yeah. that's how you reconcile those two that's how those to work and sometimes you do good things and bad things happen right. it's not necessarily like you know um that's why when i first read uh, first read and heard this question I was like, reconcile, like, I was automatically started thinking, like, 
from a bad connotation. It's like, how do you reconcile the bad things that happen in life oh, with the okay. spiritual? So I was like, oof, that's like, maybe that that's is pretty what they deep. meant. It could be, but we Can will you never talk know. To that? Can you answer that angle, maybe? Yeah, I think it was like episode <laughs> four talks to that angle. Oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> okay. Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, the first thing that I think of is like, there's obviously the spiritual and physical world are intertwined, and we. I think there's there's always just going to be a level of mystery to that that we don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I think about is in Daniel mm-hmm. when he's uh, praying, and I think he's praying and fasting for like 19 days or something. That could be wrong. I don't know. He's, he's praying and fasting for a while, and um, the angel comes to him, and he's saying like, oh, like I was held up because I was fighting these, this, uh, was that the... Um, spirit of like the, the prince of persia prince of persia yeah i think um so it's like it there is a, a reality to where in the physical world daniel was praying and fasting and god heard him mm-hmm. and sent this angel but in the spiritual world this angel was in in the midst of a battle with an evil spirit so it is interesting you had those two things separately going on and then they intertwined Mm-hmm. when that angel was able to come to Daniel. So, I don't know. There's, yeah, like there's mystery there yeah, that, I, there that I'm not going to know. Yeah, right. but that, that's such a cool, I like that you bring up that um, that instance in Scripture because it, it just speaks so much to, like, how real the spiritual world is. Yeah. You know, that there are actual angels doing things, dispatched to do things, and they're um, in actual, like, struggles against Mm. um, demons and other forces and stuff and so there's an actual um back and forth going on there's just like in our world where we you know we do things yeah they do too and and it affects us in in the same way that the things that we do the choices that we make also affect you know the spiritual world in some ways Mm -hmm. and so um yeah there's definitely a, a very connected um reality to all of it um but i will say one thing i kind of thought when I read this question was, I don't know, I was just maybe the person's kind of talking to, like, because I think we can't read too much, I think, into our life circumstances and into the physical world. I think it, it can be very dangerous to search everywhere in the physical for spiritual signs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I walk outside and I see, you know, on the back of someone's license plate, I see the number six and I'm like, mm, I don't like that number. And then yeah. I turn around and there's a six, like on my, <sighs> I live on, you know, like, so let's say my address is like six, six something or whatever. And it's like, Oh, that's three sixes now in one you know? day. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Oh man, that means, Oh my gosh, something, there's some sort of evil spirit around here. What's that called? Spirit numbers. It's angel numbers. Angel I think numbers. is one. Yeah. Mm. So I, I want to caution against that. I don't know if the person who For asked sure. this is talking about that, but I think that's when you it, you can get into a dangerous spot of where you're you're searching for the spiritual in the physical to a degree that's going to become just unhealthy. It's going to cause a lot of confusion. Yeah. Um, and we're just not taught that that's the way that God operates and the way that He communicates. It's just mm-hmm. not right. So yeah. um, we can trust in Christ, and you can you know trust in reading the scriptures and in and in prayer and in just the the wisdom of your local community, your local church. Um, to give you guidance and stuff. You don't have to search in tea leaves or in, you know, mm. numbers that you see here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I just want to caution against that before we Sick move on answer. to the next one. That was a clap, in case you guys <laughs> were wondering. Um, oh, you're next. Yeah. Unless you're d- not done with the question. I was just, um, I think, like, that specific story in Daniel makes me think, like, I don't know if it's just me. I, I doubt it, but um, I think I've always thought of, like, the spiritual world being outside of time. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in reality, only God is outside of creation. Right. And, yeah. you know, the spiritual world is still part of creation. It's still a created mm-hmm. world by God. So, like, I, I th- those two things, there is, in many ways, a linear path that they are both on at the same time. Right. Only God is outside of that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not the entire spiritual world. Right. I think, That's a good point. I think I've always kind of just had that picture in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, you apply a lot of the characteristics of god to the rest of the spiritual world yeah mm-hmm. yeah interesting I've never that's, about that. that's something that i'm gonna ponder a little deeper yeah come on now all right Chris. Okay. lay it on us it's like a hot question <laughs> the paper hot oh what do you all think when people say someone has the spirit of jezebel Interesting. Ooh, cool name. Jezabele. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, honestly, I've heard, I it, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you, it's not in a good context for that <laughs> person. Nope. That's for sure. Don't name your daughter Jezebel. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, Jezebel. Yes. She did bad things. Yes, she was. She was was uh, it to David? Um, it was Elijah. like she was Elisha, prophet Elisha. Oh, yeah. Okay, she okay, ma- okay. she married. She got married to. Ahab priest the muffin she man? Went king mm-hmm. Ahab I believe oh, so okay. she got married to and then from then on she influenced him to be an idolater blah blah, blah. she started right. killing uh, prophets and then okay. Elisha was able to God protected him essentially right, right, Her, right. Um, in, in my head I and so she basically she was she just got evil. eaten by dogs right she, she like died fell out street. a window okay. fell out a window yeah. got trampled by bulls or cattle uh, and then it got eaten by dogs and you know something. a lot about this woman yeah well she challenged god and yeah. uh it's yeah, just an her, interesting story like when she was like from a descendant of like priest of baal 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 potentially yeah i didn't, yeah. I didn't so, look in that far so do people think i'm just spitballing here mm-hmm. do people think that there was a specific spirit that possessed jezebel that continues now to possess certain people or do they just say like you're acting like this woman in the bible you're acting like a real jezebel right now yeah depends who you ask if you ask like the over spiritualized nra type people who are like the the rifle nar i'm sorry nra is national (laughs) rifle that's hilarious too many acronyms in my life new Um, apostolic reformation so if you ask those people i i think they would say yes for sure we think she has the act like this person has the actual spirit of jezebel and i think it's funny that we're starting to give spirits names as if they're like our pets it's like oh that's a spirit (laughs) of jezebel instead of saying hey that's just an evil spirit we need to get rid of it well there are like um how do you say it? Bale. 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 Mm-hmm. Bale. Like bale of hay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that is a that is a specific de- demon that is worshipped. So, I mean, there right. there is right. a reality of giving right. um, names to things, and things have names. But um, it is interesting because, like, that's a big movement. There's a lot of people in that movement. And I guarantee you a lot of people around the whole world 
at the same time are saying this person has the spirit of Jezebel. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you're again attributing God-like characteristics to something that's not God. To a single demon. Yeah. Yeah. Best case scenario, it's a single demon. And best case scenario, not best case scenario, but, but like <laughs> in the in the in the you know, their framework, that spirit is indwelt upon one person at a time. It's not, you know, a spirit that is, you know, coming over multiple people across the globe right um but yeah i i don't know if people are i think i've heard it both ways that some people are saying like oh like this person based on their like evil deeds and characteristic characteristics are embodying characteristics of jezebel and what we know about her historically yeah and then yeah there are going to be those people who are like no that specific spirit spirit is that's i mean that's you'd have to be a really bad person to deserve that kind of name tag. Like, I don't, like, she literally killed prophets, was a literal, like, like a demon worshiper. Like, yeah, right. like I don't know if anybody on this planet exists that deserves, like, to be called that. Oh. I mean, maybe. It's probably nobody we know. So I think, like, oh, not kidding. <laughs> I think it just gets thrown around too yeah, loosely, just I, like everything else. I agree. And I, and I think I've heard it most used towards... But women always like right. I, I don't feel like I've never heard someone called like like someone a man has a spirit of just built which, which is like yeah they can get why it too, not right? like, yeah. you know uh, yeah. it just it just shows I think our like human uh, just uh, yeah discrimination is, like we view things yeah. in such boxes sometimes mm-hmm. but um, we dupe ourselves I think into believing things that aren't actually accurate um, right. but I, I've, I've heard it mostly used about a woman who causes um or tempts a man into like adultery or something. Yeah. I've heard it used in that context the most, where it's like yeah. she has a spirit of Jezebel. That, that woman's like, like she's such, she's a homewrecker. Or this that yeah, like, woman, she has a yeah. spirit of Jezebel, um, which wasn't really part of her uh, track record. She wasn't like a, I don't know. I didn't look into it too much. I just know kind of yeah, yeah but simple verses. Just from the Bible someone who leads others into sin, I guess. And yeah. I don't know, but overall, it's like you, I think there is a, a side to it where it's like. Why not attribute it? Just say that that person needs like yeah. God and is like yeah. in sin and right. is making these choices. You know that are like like their flesh is just completely. You know they're depraved and this and that, um, as as opposed to just attributing it to a specific spirit. So, mm. last but not least, the question, a good one. Why don't <laughs> we see more miraculous healings today? Oh, that is a good one. That's a toughie. It is a tough one and a long one too. Easy. The <laughs> we see the most miraculous healing of all happen every day within the communities that call themselves Christian. It is the the birth from death to life that we experience in Christ. Mm. It is the most miraculous healing you can have. We say it every day. Right, but that's not what what they're asking. <laughs> Doesn't matter doesn't what they're matter asking. They asked the wrong question. This is what they okay. need to hear. So I'll answer your question, person. <laughs> you poor soul. <laughs> I won't deflect. Um, so why I never? They're asking. Obvi- I think it's very obvious. Uh, very that they're obvious, clearly yeah. talking about yeah, miraculous course. healings, as in physical, physical healings that are can be attributed to nothing other than that is a miracle. Right. Right. Um, why do we not see more of those today? I'm guessing they mean in. In comparison to what we see in the scriptures, Jesus was specifically yeah, yeah. when Jesus and the and the apostles were roaming the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I think about that can often just we just overlook it is kind of like 
So have you guys ever watched like sports highlights? Yeah. Like you look like a certain player up, like yeah. football or basketball, and you look up their highlights. Yeah. There's like a four minute video on YouTube of just Short their clips. highlights yeah. over over like their career, right? right? And you're just like, man, every single thing is a dunk and everything is a nasty yeah, pass and like a, a, you know, like a deep three pointer or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that, yeah, that throughout every second of every game they've ever played that they're yamming on people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, we, we fall into that fallacy. I think a lot when we read the scriptures, we see it as like, oh, we're reading this, these testimonies of these people's lives and we're just like, oh, this is happening. Look, this is their lives are full of yeah, all this stuff. Every day. Right? Like this is yeah, every single day they're healing people, feeding people, doing this, doing that, crazy happenings. Um, you know, like thousands are coming to faith every single day. Right. But what we need to recognize is that these are historical accounts that have been collected, specifically the book of Acts, which I think is what most people get most of the, you know, documented mm-hmm. healings from. Yeah. Um um, it's obviously it's it's Luke accounting for like, hey, this is all of the acts of the apostles, like their highlight reel, yeah. if if you want to call it that. Will. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is the highlight reel of the apostles and of Jesus, you know, when mm-hmm. he was roaming the earth too. Um, but that doesn't mean that for their entire lives that there were that many healings, right? And it also doesn't mean that as the gospel spread from those regions once the apostles died, because obviously they were given a specific and special um, grace to heal in order for the uh, for their witness to be to be greater and for people to accept you know the word that they were speaking yeah. uh, more readily as the church was being built, um, uh, you know, and, and its foundation was being laid. But as the, as you know, those churches grew out and spilled out over the earth. You know, there's st- God still obviously heals and does miracles, but like we can't take the highlight reel and then apply that to our life or to our what yeah. we witness and be like, hey, if my life isn't looking like this, what I see in the scriptures, then it's not true or something, right? Because yeah. I don't look at a highlight reel of an athlete and be like, man, why can't I do that every single time I touch the ball? Right. Yeah. That's a good point. What? Yeah. Right? It's funny. I heard um, my friend John Piper in a video said this. Um, you friends with him? I'm friends with everybody. My man. Yeah. But um, he said that um, we, um, in the Bible, we uh, there are a lot less miracles than we think, and there are probably yeah. a lot more miracles nowadays than we know that than we know of. Because you, you like yeah. you, you're 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 secluded to your little world of five friends and whoever you're following on Instagram, and that that that's all you know, you know. Right. And there's so much going on out even outside of your state and then outside of your country, like mm-hmm. that you have no idea of, you know, just you know not everything is like publicized not like you know if a healing happens you know the whole village might know in africa yeah. or in wherever yeah. it happens but it th- doesn't mean it's going to get you know it's going to get to you so i think we kind of fall in uh, fall uh, for that fallacy as well where it's like yeah. if if i didn't if i don't hear about it then it didn't happen That's i think a there's a lot more going on outside of here than we think yeah for sure cuz you do hear like accounts in you know like in india or the middle east or somewhere of like Oh, like these these mass things happening, and then we hear about it and we're like, oh, like that's cool. Didn't know that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think that's another thing that I, I do want to touch on. I think maybe because I've heard people who go to third world countries on missionary trips, and they come back and they'll be like, man, there's so much more 
miraculous things exactly. that happen over there. Yeah. There's so much more like of the spiritual world, like bleeding into the physical. Mm. Um, and they're like, but then we come back to the Western world and it's like, you could live, you could go a whole decade without, without recognizing a miracle, you yeah. know? Um, and I think in, in my opinion, I really do think that's a tactic of Satan. I think where he has kind of lulled us to sleep in the West, given us everything that we need. Um, I think We're comfortable. Yeah. Mi- miracles come forth most readily when human beings are in need, right? right? Yeah. Whether it's sickness or it's lack, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's when a miracle occurs because that's when you need one. Right. right. So I think in, in our, in our Western context, we so readily, um, have everything at our hands ready to go. You know, we already have the solutions ready, which is a grace in and of itself, right? God has given us the means of like, and and that's one thing that I actually challenged myself uh, about maybe like a year ago. I was thinking about, um, there was just some health concerns and, uh, and like going, like taking medication to overcome it. I challenged myself to see that as a miracle, right? The fact that like, Hey, it's still up to God for this medication to work. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, medication doesn't always work. It doesn't always have to. Like, it, it's still God's hand, um, you know, creating that miracle through whatever means God chooses. Yeah. Right. right? So I, I think if we just have a mentality of, of choosing to recognize the miracles and the healings that do happen every single day, um, I think we would be surprised, honestly. Yeah. I think that's a good point of, you know, we kind of, go through life with our expectations for how God can and will work. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, well, God, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. And, you know, that's, that's not up to us to decide or to, or to, you know, say how he's going to do things. So yeah. yeah. Recognizing that God is still working and using the means that he has chosen to use, you know, whether, whether we see it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, yeah, uh, we, we, we put miracles in like there's r- really big, bold, bold letters sometimes, and a lot of times we can make the mistake of making it the foundation of, you know, of whether or not say your church is on fire. If your church uh, is yeah. seeing miracles, then your church must be good. Or if, you know, your pastors, you know, performing miracles, then your pastor is legit. And then for the, that's when it comes really bad is whenever. Uh, say the pastor either act, does an actual like performs an actual miracle mm-hmm. or if or if you know he does a fake one and then you just automatically assume everything he says from now on is right it's is good no whether it's from the bible and i said hey god told me and then you just follow him you know so that that can be kind of i'm not saying that the person who asks this question is necessarily uh, has that mindset where he he or she focuses a lot on miracles but i think miracles are you know happen every day kind of like uh i think chris mentioned it's the little things you woke up this morning that's a miracle because somebody else didn't you know you have food on your table this morning you had breakfast that's a miracle because somebody else mm-hmm. didn't yeah. you know and it's it's these little things especially for us in the west because we have everything like what do yeah. like more than more than we need so it's it's the, sure. the little miracles that we like johnny said that we just miss all the time yeah well cool that's that's really awesome. This is a little bit of a quicker episode. Um, I think it's good, good spot to kind of wrap up. Um, it is really cool. These, we only answered four questions, but we were able to pull out, I think a, a common theme among them was pulling out different characteristics of God that uh, we can be grateful for and that he can be glorified for. And each one of these talking about 
uh, signs, wonders, miracles, you know, gifts, mm-hmm. you know, different things that we can we can find God glorious and worthy of praise, whether we see specific things that we are expecting in our lives or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I've been encouraged just you know talking through the stuff of seeing the active hand of God. Yeah, you know that He is through different means and different gifts. He's active in all of our lives, right? And that the spiritual world really is uh, pouring into the physical world. But often it just takes us stopping to recognize it, you know? Stopping to recognize that um, Jesus is for me in an active way, right? Yeah. He's not just for me in some like, oh yeah, Jesus is for me. Like he's he's cheering me on from heaven. Yeah. But no, he's, he's actively involved. Um, and, it, and it's a challenge for me to to take him up on uh, the offer of coming to him every day, you know, approaching his throne um, of grace with boldness, you know, and, and asking things. Like really just petitioning God for the things that I, um, you know, want to see done in this world, in my own life, in the mm-hmm. life of my wife, in the life of my family and friends, you know. Um, and then believing that uh, that he will do um, what's necessary for his glory and for our good, you know. Yeah. Trust in him. Good stuff today. We appreciate the questions. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll be doing uh, some more Q and A's because these are uh, a lot of fun. I think it's yeah. beneficial for, Hot and for us and for everybody who's listening. But it's good to be back and uh, finally put out some some good content on this podcast. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, catch us next week. How about same that? time, same place? It's all Christo. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Solo Christo. We hope that you found this episode insightful and encouraging to your walk with Christ. Please consider leaving a review and feel free to check us out on Instagram to continue the conversation and weigh in on future topics.